The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. It's John Scholes here along with Alex Luchaferro. Going to be doing all the answering of questions tonight. Alex, a good man. You want to reach out to Alex anytime when we're not doing this half hour? You can do so. one 821 5900 is how you go about doing that. It is uh, help at employmentlawyer.ca through email. And the website, always pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. When an employer cannot let you go. But we'll get to all that topics and emails later on, Alex. But uh, case of the day, Bell, what do you got cooking? Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Another uh, edition of the Employment Law Show here tonight. Great to be back live on the air talking all things workplace rights, employee rights, employment law in general, everyone's favorite subject, of course. We spend you know, the majority of our work week, uh, or our week rather, at work, and it's uh, you know a huge part of anyone's life, uh, John, and issues uh, arise during the course of one's employment. However big, however small, if you're dealing with a difficult situation at work, you need help. Uh, it's been a busy start to the week, as usual, John, lots of people contacting us with questions, uh, feeling you know a ton of questions today about workplace safety, medical leaves of absence, of course, termination and severance pay. Severance pay is always the big question when it comes to termination of employment. And as you said at the, st- at the top of the show, John, we encourage people to reach out. We encourage people to ask questions. Give us a, a call on the show right now. Send us an email. Give us a phone call at the office, however you want to reach out. It's extremely important when you're dealing with a difficult situation at work, if you've been let go from your job, if you feel like your employer is simply just not holding up its end of the bargain somehow, you need to speak with an employment lawyer right away. These kinds of situations uh, fester, they become more difficult to resolve, they really can't wait. These kind of conversations cannot wait. They can literally affect your livelihood, they can affect your entire career, And of course, something we say all the time, John, the more information, the more knowledge you have as an employee when it comes to your rights, your protections in the workplace, the more prepared you're going to be to deal with these kinds of workplace issues. And case of the day, uh, uh, John, to, to really drive home that point of how important these kinds of conversations are. Spoke to a gentleman, this is literally the case of the day. John spoke to this gentleman just this morning, very nice older uh, a fellow. He's uh, in his early 60s. He had been with the same company, uh, John, for about five and a half years in a management level position. Interesting uh, job, John. He worked in kind of the dental field, kind of orthodontic products, um, a kind of a manufacturer that made the dental products. And again, he was a manager for this company, making quite a good, uh, quite a good living. Had employees that he uh, that he managed and supervised on a daily basis. Interestingly, John, just a couple of weeks ago, I think I think he mentioned this was about three weeks ago or so. He had a meeting with his boss in which his boss started asking him about his future employment. He started asking him questions about whether he had any plans to retire, you know, where he's going to be in a couple of years' time, what his plans were for his future career-wise. To the point, John, that, again, this gentleman's boss made some sort of comment that he was getting closer to retirement age and, you know, you should be thinking about these things. And he was, you know, a little upset by the conversation, not terribly upset. He actually didn't think a huge amount uh, of it. But lo and behold, about three weeks later, this happened just at the end of last week, he was sat down for a meeting and told that his position had been eliminated and that his job would be coming to an end. 
He was offered a severance package. John, he was offered three and a half months of severance, about 15 weeks of severance mm-hmm. for, again, an employee in his early 60s, five and a half years of service in a management level position. So two issues here, John, and two lessons for our listeners here that are extremely important. Our long-time listeners, you yourself, of course, will know this very, very uh, well. The first issue here. Uh, John, very simply, is a severance issue. This, this is actually the, a very straightforward issue. Three and a half month severance, as much as that might be a lot of money when you see that number on paper, John, especially if you're earning a good living, that, that's going to be a big chunk of money. Three and a half month severance, John, for a five and a half year manager, uh, who again is in his early 60s, doesn't come close this, to this nope. gentleman's full severance entitlements. He might be looking as, at as much as eight months as his severance in, in, entitlements, maybe even more potentially, but eight months is probably where someone of this age position in years of service, and again, these, these are the factors that are considered when assessing severance. The older you are, the more senior your position, the longer you've been uh, in the same job, the more severance you're going to get. You know, this gentleman is going to be owed way more severance than the three and a half months that he's originally offered. So that's issue number one. Issue number two, of course, is that his termination may very well have been related to the conversation he had a couple of weeks ago where his boss was asking him about retirement and asking about uh, his plans for the future. This is something that is often overlooked, John, but it needs to be repeated, and it's why I wanted to talk about this particular conversation today. There is no mandatory age of retirement, Ontario. That is over. That used to be the case many, many years ago now. No one needs to retire at 65 years old or 67 or 70 years old for that matter. You cannot be forced to retire in your employment. You have the right to work however long you so please. I mean, of course, we all want to retire as as early as possible, but nobody can tell you when to stop working because of your age. And if any part of this employer's decision to let this employee go, John, was related to this employee's age, related to when he may or may not retire, that is discrimination under the Human Rights Code, John. It's it's yeah. discrimination, uh, you know, uh, in a very significant way. This employer may very well owe this employee additional damages above above and beyond his severance entitlements for the way in which he was terminated or the reason for termination, we're obviously going to have to inquire about uh, this issue because the employer itself mentioned that they were eliminating his position. So if that's true, then okay, fine, fair enough. But something doesn't jive with me here, uh, John. That conversation being so close to his termination date, I suspect that there was a role that this gentleman's age played in the termination. Again, that's just wholly illegal. It's discrimination uh, to the highest order. And we're going to be assisting this gentleman uh, now get his proper severance entitlements, make sure that his sever- that his termination uh, was legitimate and legal. Otherwise, John, this employer is going to have to pay for it. And with that, we'll take one short break. Uh, Frank, David, fellas, stand by. We're going to get your phone calls as soon as we come back. We continue more. The Employment Law Show is coming straight ahead. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And we are back at it. Good to have you along. 416-870-6400. Let's get into our calls. Always the priority. Uh, Frank, thank you so much for standing by for a couple of moments, pal. How are you tonight? What's going on? Hey, I'm, I'm great, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. 
Um, I'm actually an employer um, who's got, you know, um, a, a situation with a manager uh, who's been with us for five years or so. Um, this guy just takes off a lot of time and doesn't tell us anything. Point in case is this last time he uh, had a death in his family. An uncle had passed away and told us that he would need anywhere from two days to two weeks off. Um, you know, we asked for some kind of uh, some kind of a better uh, time frame as to when he can return. He's uh, he's just ghosted us. Uh, just so far this year, he's taken off 41 days from work, over and above his scheduled work days. Um, you know, I don't want to fire anybody, man, but am I in my right to do so here? It's an excellent question, Frank, and, and you know, we, we speak to the employers on a regular basis dealing exactly with these kinds of situations. So you're right to re- reach out and, and ask for some guidance and some help, and uh, and your approach is the correct one. I, I think, generally speaking, there are two options here, Frank. If this is a particularly valuable employee whom, other than these current issues that you're having, you know, does a, does a standout job for you and, and you know, the the last thing you'd want to do is is let an employee like this go. I think you need to sit this employee down and explain to him how serious the you as a company, you the employer, are taking uh, are, are taking this issue, and that something needs to change moving forward. He needs to really see the line in the sand drawn there and drawn you know very clearly, and see some changes moving forward. Uh, that could be, again, an initial meeting where he sat down. You can put something like that in writing to him, right? But yeah, I think that's option number one. Option number two, Frank, and perhaps you've already taken that step. Option number two is potentially letting this employee go. Now, I want to be clear, Frank, and this goes to actually my, you know, the case of the day that I was initially speaking about. If these absences, Frank, are due to health concerns or health reasons or medical, you know, if he's taking time off to deal with medical issues, be they either physical or psychological, to be clear, uh, right, then you can't let an employee go uh, because they're dealing with a health issue. But if this employee is simply just taking time off here and there for no particular reason at all, well, that's not a health health issue very clearly, and there would be nothing wrong with making the decision, Frank, on that basis to let this employee go. It then, however, becomes a question of how much severance he's owed, because in the circumstances he would be owed uh, severance. That depends on whether he signed any kind of employment contract that might limit his severance entitlements. It might also depend on his age, position, and years of service. Um, all right. Uh, then, then maybe it's worth a... Uh consultation with you guys uh kind of off the line here and uh you know i'll, I'll reach out to your offices in the morning yeah I, I i agree frank i think you should give us a call let's have a chat doesn't need to be overly uh overly complicated it could be relatively straightforward don't be shy to give us a call and we could uh, we could take it from there Thanks for your time, Frank. And that number to reach out to Alex and continue, as you said, the conversation uh, offline is one 821 5900 And you can email help at employmentlawyer.ca. David, thanks for being patient, pal. How are you? Not bad, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. What's up? I'm calling on behalf of my son. Um, okay. He's 21 years old. Um, he had a full-time job for, I believe it was about six months. Um, he... He left the job based on the fact that he had some mental problems. Um, after leaving the job, he was diagnosed with psychosis. Now, he didn't mm-hmm. quit. 
he just left. Um, weeks later, the employees got a hold of me, and I had to explain to them what was going on. And it's been months now. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know: is he um, is he entitled to any kind of severance? Um, you know. Yeah, it depends on it, it depends on what his current status is, uh, David. So when you spoke with his employer, where did you leave it off? Because certainly your son didn't have to kind of quit or resign. He could take a medical leave of absence, right? So provided maybe you gave the employer a doctor's note or kind of let them know that you're dealing with a medical issue and kind of put his employment on hold, so to speak, he may be able to return. He may be able to get his job back somehow. Certainly, it wouldn't be a termination of employment, in which case he'd be owed severance. So I'd be curious to ask you, where did you leave it off with his employer when you spoke to them? Um, basically, I just told them what the situation was. Um, I said to I said to his manager that I was going to get talk to my son, and it was going to be up to him to return. Mm-hmm. Um based on how he feels. Now, he's been sick. He's been in and out of the hospital. Um, he's, been, mm-hmm. he's, he's on medication, and I don't think he wants to go back because he's embarrassed. Um, he feels real bad about what he did, but on the other hand, like, he's, you know, like, he's um, he's not capable of working. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I, I mean, in the, so, you know, I'm obviously sorry to hear about the situation, David. It's a very difficult uh, one, and, 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 you know, all the best to your son. I don't think this is a situation where severance would be owing by the employer, Unless uh, they did something that you know caused him perhaps to to have to leave the workplace, or maybe the you know the issues that he was having was as a result of the workplace. In a case like that, this may be what we call a constructive dismissal. Otherwise, uh, I don't believe it would be a situation where he'd be owed uh, any severance. It's not the employer's fault so to speak uh if i could use air quotes uh that that uh that his employment couldn't continue and so i think it's either one of two situations david either just by by way of his own actions your son resigned his employment so when you say he left you know effectively leaving your job is a resignation even if you didn't provide a resignation letter uh right and it's not formally done in you know in writing or in words if you simply abandon your employment that's effectively a resignation or alternatively david your son might be on a on a kind of on a leave of absence effectively if your employer if his employer rather took the position that okay no problem, you know, let David uh, or, or let uh, your son kind of get better and then call us when he's ready to return back to work. That might be technically a medical leave of absence. I think that's the other potential, uh, you know, situation in these kinds of cases. Either way, David, unfortunately, your son wouldn't be owed severance. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for your help. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate uh, appreciate the call. Was there, Alex? Would there be some sort of, I guess, depending on what kind of benefits he had at work, would there be some sort of short term or long term disability he could get on? Yeah, it's a it, it's a great point. Now he was a relatively short uh, service employee, so yeah. it, it depends on whether there was actually benefits coverage available to him uh, uh, there. But absolutely, for those employees that have you know benefits coverage, group benefits coverage, a lot of those group benefits plans come with disability insurance, meaning, and this is regardless of whether you get hurt at work or not, John, you could get, work at, you could get hurt at home or, sure. uh, or, or however, you can apply for, if you're medically unable to work, you can apply for either short-term 
and or long-term disability benefits and that's a pretty good chunk of money you can get something like 70 80 percent of your pay kind of covered by this disability insurance the difficulty we have john and you of course know this very well through the uh, the disability law show the difficulty we have in those kinds of cases insurance companies unfortunately are in the habit of denying insurance claims sure. and so oftentimes you have to push the insurance company to really get those benefits uh, approved but it is certainly an option when you're medically unable to work make sure have a look see if you have disability benefits coverage through your employer the main topic tonight is we get some more phone calls lined up here we'll uh, we'll switch over to that 416-870-6400 is uh when an employer cannot let you go we kind of breeze well we kind of drill down on the first one that is alex and that is you cannot be let go because you are sick and cannot work we kind of discussed that where that, that cannot happen Want to move on to the next one, though, says you cannot be let go if you have a drug or alcohol problem. That is a disability. It absolutely is. And, and uh, you know, again, we were touching right at the top of the show about age discrimination. Of course, David called in for his son and talking about, you know, uh, not being able to work for health reasons. In Ontario, uh, John, and there are a couple of other provinces in, in the country that do this as well. In Ontario, Having a, an addiction problem, having either an alcohol addiction problem or a drug addiction uh, a problem is considered a disability. And so, as an employer, you have to be very, very careful. You cannot let an employee go because they're dealing with an addiction issue. That would be like letting them go because they have any other kind of health issue. Uh, again, whether that's psychological or physical. So very, very careful uh, an employer has to be in these situations, uh, John. Do not just treat drug or alcohol addiction as some other case that you know allows an employer to do whatever they want with that employee. As offensive as their conduct could have been, as, as egregious as it could have been, you have to be, again, very, very delicate. It has to be treated like a disability. It has to be treated like a situation where you need to, you may need as an employer to accommodate that employee, allow them to take a medical leave of absence or receive treatment in some other way. Let's grab another call. Got uh, Dennis on the line. Dennis, thank you for taking the time. How are you? I'm good. Good. What's uh, what's your concern? Well, uh, as I was explaining to the uh, the person I was talking to, is that um, I'm a 77-year-old uh, uh, employee. Well, I think I'm an employee. I, 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 have, I was working with a contract for this place, and um, now my contract is up. But I'm still working there, and um, I asked for a small raise this year. They said I would have to negotiate that, and at that time, they have the right to let me go without any uh, compensation or or severance. So, um, and and during during and and I've been with them for 23 years. Um, So I just want to would like to know where I stand because. They said that uh, I don't deserve any uh, um, severance because I was uh, a contract. Uh, uh, I was under a, a contract, and I was paid as a company. Yeah, two interesting situations. Years. Yeah, for twenty-three years. I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard to believe, uh, Dennis. After twenty-three years of service to the same company, that that you'd be, you know, a contractor as they're likely alleging you to be. 
and not an employee. But but there are two issues here, Dennis. So I think one easier and one one that's a little more interesting, and then we can dive into a little bit a little bit further. The issue of the raise, uh, Dennis, and this is something that actually we're asked about quite uh, quite often, and and the answer is quite straightforward and uh, and simple. Uh, a raise, you know, other than an employer having to pay an employee minimum wage, there really isn't any, there aren't any further rules around what an employee should be paid or not paid. Again, I'm setting aside here overtime pay and holiday, holiday pay, etc. So when it comes to something like a raise, that really is an issue and a topic that needs to be ultimately negotiated and agreed upon between the parties. Right? There's, there's going to be no law or rule out there that says that you deserve a dollar more an hour or, you know, ten dollars more an hour, whatever the amount might be. It is something that truly requires an agreement and, and that really isn't as big a legal issue as it more, as it is more simply a straightforward negotiation issue. Okay. As far as I, I'm not overly concerned about that. What yeah, I the severance is, is if they let me go once I ask for a raise. Um, uh, that's the big issue here, Dennis. That's for sure. That's for sure. So let me yeah. let me ask you a couple of basic questions. We only got a couple of minutes here left on sure. uh, on the show, sure. but I do want to get to this. So let me let, let, let's try and simplify here. You've mentioned Dennis that you've been with the company for 23 years. Is this the only company you work for, Dennis, or do you contract with other other companies as well? No, no, that's the only company I work for. Okay, and you mentioned the contract and that that the contract expired, and you, but you've continued working. Uh, tell me a, a little bit about that, very, very quickly, Dennis, because we don't have a huge amount of time. Did you sign contracts every year, for example, or had you only signed one or two contracts over the course of the one entire one, 23 years? One, yeah, one or two. One or two, okay. With those two questions answered alone, Dennis, I can tell you, and you don't, by the way, you don't need to tell your employer any of this. So I, I would just kind of stay quiet on the issue, and if you're ever let go, please, by all means, give us a call and let's have a further chat. Given the answers to those questions, Dennis, I don't think there's any question here or any any uncertainty about the fact that you are going to be owed severance if you're let go from your job. Uh, and with you that, are, sorry, you I'm are just absolutely an employee. Yeah, go ahead, John. No, that's okay. Dennis, give us a call if you ever have any issues. Dennis, thanks, pal. Alex, awesome stuff, pal. We got to rock and roll. We're going to be back in here tomorrow, though, on uh, the same time, 6.30. So join us then. Any questions, forward them along right now to Alex. He's got a crew ready to handle them as well. And the phone call, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website, you can check this one out too, Dennis, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow again at 6.30 right here in the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.